Since 1998, Stamps.com has been an indispensable tool for nearly 1 million businesses. Stamps.com brings the services of the US Postal Service and UPS shipping right to your computer. Whether you're in office sending invoices, a side hustle Etsy shop, or a full-blown warehouse shipping out orders, Stamps.com will make your life easier. All you need is a computer and standard printer. No special supplies or equipment. Within minutes, you're off and running, printing official postage for any letter, any package, anywhere you want to send. And you'll get exclusive discounts on postage and shipping from USPS and UPS. Once your mail is ready, just schedule a pickup or drop it off. No traffic, no lines. Cut the confusion out of shipping. With Stamps.com New Rate Advisor Tool, you can compare shipping rates and timelines to easily find the best option. Save time and money with Stamps.com. There's no risk. And with my promo code POD, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in P-O-D. That's stamps.com, promo code POD, P-O-D, stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. Don't, Don't go! You are listening to you are listening to the best of the best of the best of Here on CKUT 90.3 FM with Takis, your reggae fusion artist, lady who wears many wraps and colourful ones at that. Well, 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 come and tell you how. Listen, if there's anything I want to tell you is that people have resilience. 
I am fascinated by people's resilience. I will see older people going into the grocery stores and they are walking slowly and but really like you know with with the with the with the strength to do their shopping and some people are in canes or some people are barely walking but they're making it out there and I really want to give kudos to all the people in the world because they're you know our world is mad and fills with a lot of stress and strain and yet people are very resilient la resilience de gens alors les gens comme ils continuent d'être forts tu sais, c'est comme tu, 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 tu es allé pour faire l'épicerie ou euh, quelque chose comme ça, ou magasiner. Et euh, il y a quelqu'un qui, comme presque, il ne peut pas euh, marcher, mais il continue d'acheter, d'aller acheter n'importe quoi qu'il qu 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 veut avoir. Et c'est juste parce qu'on a beaucoup de problèmes dans le monde, il y a beaucoup de stress et, et vraiment, mais les gens continuent avec la persévérance. Et ça, pour moi, ça c'est comme incroyable, même si on a des problèmes, une pandémie maintenant, les gens continuent parce que les gens veulent continuer avec la, sa vie, les, les gens veulent être vivre. <laughs> so, 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 pueden andar bien, sabes como es como casi es como una lucha, una batalla simplemente para andar, pero siguen, siguen y sin una fuerza por como como yo observo es que es nada que me lo puedo imaginar y yo creo que hay mucha resiliencia dentro de de cada uno y por eso podemos continuar de tener esta la, la presión que tenemos y continuamos así pero we are going to discuss narcissism in love y tenemos una, una invitada muy especial ella viene de los Estados Unidos she's a doctor a psychologist an author and also a podcaster coming from the United States and we're going to talk about narcissism in love because it's a need that I feel is absolutely necessary and I as a survivor of um, narcissistic abuse in both love and family I can tell you right away that it's important to recognize certain characteristics about yourself and the narcissistic person all right so this is what we're doing it's called healing today and we have the lovely Dr. Karen Anderson Abril with us from the United States on another invitation very special that comes from the United States and we will talk about the love and narcissists.
are listening to you are listening to the Estás escuchando a Multilingual Affair. Music with a Multilingual Affair. On CKUT, Tampoco quiero luego, siento que tengo 
Shoot into a multilingual affair with Taki. Keep it, keep it, keep it. meditate some more on this musical vibe oh I could go on and on <laughs> um, yeah we started off on a commencer avec Rio Mira Adios Morena with Nicola Cruz the remix Cyan Super Crew Angela it's a beautiful uh, sort of sound coming out uh, Ibe Yi, Me Voy, featuring Mala Rodriguez. Light in Babylon is what you're listening to with Hanek Yafa. And coming up 
Arthur Moreira, Ritmo do Mundo, de Brasil, Terracota World Masala, exclusivo, Thievery Corporation, I think the banks are Thievery Corporation, but this is one of my favorite groups, as I always say, from the France, Sound the Alarm, coming up, Luciana's uh, rendition of We Are the World in honor of my guy who died too quickly and too soon, uh, MJ, the king himself, Michael Jackson, just suffered and got the, the hands of the vicious society who continue to pass judgment on others. The gens continue to pass le jugement. Hein? Oh. Oh. And he died, you know. Uh, but I'm so glad that he lived also because he was still just a child just enjoying his life as much as he can, given the fact that he was thrown into fame. It wasn't a choice. Alright, and so we've got so much more, plus all fantastic interviews just coming up. So I'm done chatting up. Because sometimes when I chat, I'm forgetting my chat one, chat up my patwa too, you know, because some people imitate my patwa and they know them my chat ball. A lot of people try to imitate other people's culture, some other culture appropriation, which is a huge disrespect. That in itself is bad mind. We need to be more conscious of how we affect other cultures and how we hurt other cultures by imitating. Because if I were to go like, hey, Sita Mawet, Quebecois, I'm sure people wouldn't like it. So why should we like your antics? Just saying. Keep it locked here, here on CKDT 9.3 FM. It's Tiki on the microphone. Done with the things there. Done with the things there. Done with the things there. Done Nossa nave é uma big masala 
A energia vai e vem, é difícil pará-la Morre, nasce, gira, mexe, tira, põe, sobe e desce Magia acontece e o universo agradece Mas quando o homem tenta racionalizar Começa a se parar, dá por tal a controlar Magia julgada, posta de parte e alterada É negação do todo criada a partir do nada Sou mátria nesta pátria Sou moça, mãe motriz Motor dessa maratona Amor encantada, me sinto a matriz e canto em maio, tome estico, móvel do mente e coração. Canto ao mundo, movediço, moda e meta de oração. Movimentação que provoca a mudança em forma de colisão. Eu quero mimar o movente de gente com mambo, merengue e milonga. Come me calamina, melódica que eu me proponga. Eu quero a morada sem bomba. Eu quero a morada sem bomba. Passada, presente ou futura Não são ponto de ruptura, são todo de uma aventura São beleza universal, criadores da receita na aldeia global Mas o tempo passa e ultrapassa o conceito de raça Quando vês um afro com olhos de chinês Pois é, a magia foi lançada outra vez Não sou muda, nem uso mordaça Não mordo o meu semelhante Não me mascaro, sei o que se passa Mas sou um rebentando altifalante minha munição, alma metafórica É puro de amor e perdão Com um despertar brilho eufórica Chama a trina no chakra do coração
A multilingual affair. Vous écoutez a multilingual affair here on CKUT 90.3 FM with Tikis, your reggae fusion artist, lady who wears many wraps and colorful ones at that. Oh, we have a fantastic guest in store as usual, but this one is very special to me. And you'll know why, because it hits a very personal level of some things that we are going to discuss. Uh, she's a psychology professor turned self-help author turned podcast host and uh, her book we're going to talk about because she's got a book as a PhD and all that stuff and we're, this lovely soul is uh, going to talk to us a little bit about narcissism in love which is my topic uh, and, and whatever else we want to talk about. Ah, oh, hello, bonjour à tous. Un professeur de psychologie, devenu auteur d'autosistance et devenu aussi animatrice des podcasts. On va parler un peu plus à propos de l'amour et le narcissisme. Eh? Hola a todos. La professora que vamos a hablar eh, tiene una doctor, es doctorada en psicología, convertido en autora de autoayuda y convertida también en presentadora de podcasts y tiene que es escritora, tiene un libro y vamos a hablar ahora mismo. Je vous présente, os presento a Dr. Karen Anderson Averill. Woohoo! On Emma! <laughs> Great! Wow, I'm just mesmerized by your trilingual introduction. That's amazing. Oh, blessings to you. I try, I try, but I tell you, it's one of those things where we love to have so we can let it, everyone, as many people as we can, um, you know, get the message. So, merci, thank you. Merci. <laughs> love, <laughs> I just love it. Um, tell us, first of all, whereabouts are you located? Yes, yeah, so I'm outside Chicago. I spent my single girl life in Chicago and then I got married about 10 years ago and ended up moving 
to Northwest Indiana to a small community called Valparaiso. Ooh. So that's where I am. That is like a little Spanish there, isn't it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. Vale of Paradise. Yes, exactly. Paraiso, that's correct. Um, so, Doctor, you know, one of the things that I, I really want to touch on is the fact that many people in relationships, um, they have a tendency to be in a narcissistic relationship. I'm not saying that all people, but I do know that there are lots that are within that uh, situation. I know that I'm a survivor of uh, different relationships and so on. And I really want to talk about that. But before we do, can you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us what your mantra is? All right. And basically what you do. Yes. So my mantra is, and I open up my podcast every week with, with the phrase, take charge of your thoughts, take charge of your life. And that really comes from the cognitive psychotherapy realm, where we look at the impacts on our emotions and on, frankly, everything that we do on a daily basis. When we get our mind right, everything else falls into play. If you have a real sad emotion you're experiencing, there's a thought that's fueling that emotion. There's a limited belief that's fueling that thought. And uh, my, my personal journey, as a, I, I mentioned, uh, you mentioned I was a psychology professor. Before that, I was a therapist for children in the south side of Chicago. And mm -hmm. these kids were in the foster care system and child welfare. Been, they've been through, obviously, a great deal of trauma. And then I moved from that capacity to getting my doctorate. And after that, I was a professor, like, like you said. And in my second position as a professor, I was teaching others to become therapists. So throughout the course of inundating myself into the psychotherapeutic literature and practicing it, I really found that the cognitive approaches were the ones that really resonated. And in fact, the research supports that as well. And it makes all sense in the world. Thank you for that. Because I always say that even though we've got so many trials in our lives, we have to stay on the positive, you know, because the the mind is such a powerful thing. So I really, I really appreciate love that all that you've said. Um, let's hit the narcissism part. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> all right, because I'm t I'm telling you, I, I I don't call myself a victim. I call myself a survivor. Yes. Um, so a survivor of relationships where I feel like you know, oh. Yes, the typical before, not now. <laughs> uh, the typical, oh, this person, that if I could just help them to be this way. That was first my thought process going into narcissistic relationships. Can you highlight for me some some characteristics of, of a person who just might be a narcissist controlling a relationship? Well, I think the point you brought up is really key, is that when we are approaching relationships, whether we realize it or not, and that's why all of us on the dating scene and as we embark upon the journey of finding our person, we have to be very, very clear about what the dynamics that we're bringing to the relationship. So it sounds like you are this loving, kind, generous person, which is wonderful, and your friends and your family are the beneficiaries of your love and generous spirit. But we have to be careful when we're dating that we don't inadvertently attract a fixer-upper because we're like, like you said, oh, what could I do? Well, how can I give? How can I help this person? Right. Take Before. that energy and go, go. <laughs> What's that? 
I said that was before. <laughs> right, right, right. Yes, but I think it's important, yeah, like mm -hmm. that we share our journey and some of the patterns that we may have had in place before when we were younger and maybe more naive. And it's important to recognize that that energy of generosity and kindness, that's great. And take that to a volunteer endeavor. But, but when we're talking about our relationships, we want to find our equal. And what happens with a lot of women, and we do see this, that tends to be that more men tend to be narcissistic personality disorder and more women tend to be borderline when it comes to those two different personality disorders. But with men, we see that some of these men have very, uh, they have a, an identity of grandiosity. They believe that they are just extra special and unique and that no one can understand them. They are so different. And so they have this very, uh, it's a very, it's a counterintuitive because when you, when you encounter them, they seem very pompous and arrogant and self-assured, but it's really to protect this very fragile ego. Yep. And what happens is someone like you will come in and you will see them and maybe be charmed initially because they tend to love bomb. They're going to swoop you off your feet right away. Yep. And they're going to present to you that they're so unique and different and then you are going to go i get this guy i am the unique special person you can fully understand this man and there might be even a part of you that senses the fragility beneath the posturing and you're going to then have that sense that again that loving and wonderful impulse to try to tend to and nurture unfortunately it's misplaced here and you will then try to get in there and feel the sense of oh wow he gets me and i get him and we have this unique and special thing which then quickly derails typically into abusive dynamics yeah the reality true yeah, yeah. And, and, and tested and true and and i find that people who are in it it's hard to get out of it as you mentioned before the charm that's the big thing because usually when someone is being abused whether it's mental emotional or physical there's usually some reward that makes them go back which means that charm which i find really attractive which is very dangerous um a lot it, what i'm talking about sometimes you'll find that people on the outside they display right a certain way of being and behind closed doors there are monsters to their partners you mentioned men but i want to talk about women because part of the the thing that we fail to recognize in some or society in my opinion are the narcissism that is strong in women it's more of a passive aggressive or even aggressive side but i feel like there's a lot of narcissism even in women and men are fall victims too um what is your take on that yeah, I, I mean, it's definitely not something that is gender exclusive. We mm -hmm. definitely see women who are narcissistic. And frankly, there are some psychologists who are starting to look at cultural realities that mm -hmm. as at least a Western culture, cultural identity, many of us are becoming more narcissistic. I mean, think about it, the selfies and the everyone's got a YouTube channel and there's a bit of self-aggrandizing that's going on with all of us and perhaps yep. there's almost an epidemic of narcissism and it, it remains to be seen hindsight might provide us with a little bit more clarity but i think you speak to a very key concern we've lost a bit of that desire to serve and to give to the community by virtue mm -hmm. of the fact that we're pretty insular and we're, we're doing a lot of navel gazing and a lot less of, of reaching out and looking to how we can be beneficial to the community you are so on point uh, because I've spoken about this in the past and it, on the programs and very frank 
wherein I believe that narcissism is something that has been seeded for so long and it's spreading wild. And it's, it's and the problem that I feel with narcissism is that there's no cure. Uh, so what happens, and I would love to have your take on it, because we do have borderline narcissism, which wherein if you can recognize in self that you have become so selfish or, or lack, you know, you lack certain responsibilities in your actions and so on and so forth, that you can make adjustments to be a better person, and that's a borderline. But then when you get the full-blown narcissism where nobody, they refuse to take responsibility, can't see the truth that's within them face to face, there's absolutely no cure. And this is something that's spreading throughout our world, like, you know, the like it's, you know, that nobody is really addressing. Can you talk to me a little bit on that and what your views are? Yeah, I think that you're spot on. And we certainly have, there's narcissistic traits that all of us have. I mean, we have, yeah. and they're survival traits. I mean, if you yeah. start with a baby needs to taught to be generous. The baby doesn't need to be taught to be selfish. The baby comes out being selfish. And again, that's part of the survival of the species. And so, and then we can talk about full-blown narcissistic personality disorder, which is different than what we're speaking to here, which are narcissistic traits and tendencies. But my concern is exactly what you're saying is that when we are looking to form healthy, mature, emotionally, mutually supportive relationships, if we have an, an epidemic of narcissistic traits, at least, in many of the young adults and middle-aged adults even that we're inter interacting with, we're gonna have a hard time forging those strong relationships. So I, I, my concern is for the women in my community, for example, and I have men in my community too, but certainly the women are finding that they're more and more, they're encountering narcissists. And what is that gonna mean for people just trying to find their person and, and forge a really healthy, fulfilling, beautiful partnership? Exactly. Which is why I also believe it's healthy to be alone. Um, so many people are so uh, caught up with this dependency of needing someone. And I feel like if you, if you, in, in Spanish, there's a wonderful expression, mejor sola que mal acompañada. It's like, it's better to be alone than to be with bad company. Um, and so for me, it's like, People are so dependent on dependency that they find it a negativity in some way if they are alone. How do you, I mean, you can say yay or nay to this, of course. You're, I'm throwing out my ideas to you <laughs> and my thoughts and, and, and hoping that you can tap in on it as well. Oh, that is right in my wheelhouse. My book is called Single is the New Black, Don't Wear White Till It's Right. And I advocate exactly what you just spoke to. We can't find a strong relationship if we're coming from a position of neediness, of lack, like I need you to complete me, or I feel so worthless and uh, when I'm alone, I must mm -hmm. have a partner or else I don't value myself and I don't value my life. I don't value what I'm contribu contributing to society unless I'm partnered up. That is a horrible approach. It's gonna cause you to go with, to, to end up with someone just to have a partner mm -hmm. as opposed to having an extraordinary, epic, really fantastic relationship I completely agree with you, Takis. I think that's one of the main problems we see is that people don't understand that the the more that you build into yourself when you're single, that is the fullness that you're bringing to your partnership. 
And so the stronger and happier you are as an independent person, the stronger and happier your partnership will be. Oh gosh, I love you so much. And not because you agree with me, but because it's so <laughs> poignant. Just some of the, you know, it's like reaffirmation, you know, I've been on my own since I was a teenager, like as uh, 16. And so it's everything that I've been taught is really coming from <laughs> my experiences alone. You know, I, you, you might think, I've got a strong family backing. I do not. I was I was I was born into a religious um, family of all traditions in the Caribbean, and I am absolutely not religious. So you have to see where I'm coming from. And so it is really wonderful to hear like affirmations on your thoughts based on you just looking at you know what evil should not be an evil on all aspects. You know, it's just it's it would appear, and I feel the connection here when we talk about the narcissism that's spreading, is that it makes evil, when I say to people, stop making wrong right, which is what our whole society seems to be based on more and more as all the madness that's going on. And it's rooted in the narcissism because when you feel that you are, it's okay to do wrong to others and then become the victim or you in instigate more hate or hurt, then that's the evil being considered to be right. Yeah, and I think it really plays out to this conversation as well, because sometimes when I'm encouraging, so most of the women and men in my community are single, and that's, you know, they found me through my book, and they will be told things like, well, you're so independent now that you'll never be able to be in partnership. And I totally disagree with that and in fact the research shows that the older you are at the age of first marriage the less likely you are to get divorced so it shows that the strength that we gain as an independent person but also juxtaposed against that is the reality that we can be strong and independent but not selfish and evil like you're saying we can be strong and independent and not expect anyone to meet our needs or to make us happy we know that's our job no one can do that for us right and then bring that sense and so again, getting back to the women in my community, they sometimes go, well, I think people think I'm intimidating, I'm independent, and I have so many opinions, and all these sorts of archaic notions about what it means to be a woman. And I try to encourage them to, to recognize that, no, the right man is going to love all the fullness of who you are. They won't want a watered down version of you, and they're gonna appreciate your independence. And you can be independent, yes, but also warm and loving and giving. So to your point, the opposite of a narcissist. Absolutely. And 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 when we talk about our society, it's funny. I saw this post on Facebook this morning where a man says in 1900s, men, women were not, you know, and what do you think of this? Because I think this is great sort of thing. Uh, women should not uh, speak when a man is speaking to her. She should be quiet. And he says she should be able to prepare her her, her, her you know do the laundry and do all the the housework and etc 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 oh and the big part was that and she should not refuse uh sex when a husband demands it if he feels that it's necessary to do so all these backwards things right and and, and i was quite shocked first of all i got over my shock and i laid it into him of course because i thought it was disgusting and misogynistic to even put that out and think it was okay but it just begs the question, how far backwards are we going in society wherein we feel that people aren't equal? 
and I'm just and 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 this is in relationships. Do you see that there's a pattern where people are trying to be traditionalists again, back in that sort of you know restrict women? Is that why you speak so much about the women in your society? And and later on, I want to touch your book a little bit more, Doctor. Yeah, I think that there are it's definitely a backlash here and there, and it's really interesting because the tendency is we progress. And then some people feel uncomfortable with that, so they're kind of sticking to this rigidity. It sounds like that post was something along those lines. Yeah. And then, and at the same time, we want to progress in a way that's mutually beneficial for everyone, that for both genders or both members of the partnership. And it it makes me sad when you have a man who's feeling like he would have to demand sex from his wife because if you're in a healthy relationship, yeah, there's no. He's not in the mood. He's not in the mood. But you're giving to compromise. That's just part of a, a healthy relationship. But it won't feel like you're sacrificing yourself, and it won't feel like he's demanding something of you. It's going to be that generosity that we were speaking to earlier. The notion that it, two narcissists are going to have a hideous relationship. It'll be full of angst and abuse, emotional, maybe even physical. Right. And you have two people who are trying to give their best self to the person who. They may have waited a very long time to meet. You're not going to have that kind of energy of who's dominating who. And let's just go back to the days when I could boss you around and you had to take it. And that's just—I mean, that's just—that's ludicrous. It's, it kind of blows my mind that someone's actually posting something like that. Yes, they—they—they yeah. they, they did. And the and the worst and the worst part of it is that it's it's from as you talk about the cultural thing because this was a, an African man that posted a, a photo of an African woman sitting on a, a, a African man's lap and and the imagery for me of that slavery mentality was just shocking but but also the list of the things that were just unbelievable for a woman to to even have gone through right but we shall we shall move on from there because that we we have only an hour and I only have a very little time with you <laughs> so uh I need to get you back on the show um <laughs> so um one thing I want to address is the book that you have written and I would like you to explore that for us. What shall we expect from it? And uh, yeah, where can we actually get access to it? So thank you for asking. And yes, I wrote the book. It's called Single is the New Black. Don't wear white till it's right. And it's really the book that I wish had been available to me when I was single. My journey includes, as I mentioned before, my professional life was going really well, but my personal life, not as, not as well, and a lot of boyfriends and broken hearts, and, and in fact, a, a broken engagement when I was 34, two months before the wedding, I realized I was engaged to a great guy, but not my guy, and I was back in the dating scene at 35, living in Chicago, and like many women, I thought, well, let me just go and check out the self-help section and see if I can get some instruction, maybe some pointers, and, the book's self-help section, I think the, the authors had the right intentions, of course, but the messages ultimately seem to suggest that oh, if you're single longer than you want to be, you must be doing something fundamentally wrong. And you've got some tragic flaw that needs to be sorted out before you'll be worthy of partnership. And that really bothered me because I thought, yes, I'm a human with with foibles and flaws like anyone, but I don't think I'm any more tragically flawed than my happily married counterparts. So 
Yeah, so I was complaining to my parents one time of these discouraging messages, and my dad said to me, you know, psychologist, maybe you need one. I thought, yeah, I think you do. There's, there's room for a fish point that of assuming that there's something so wrong woman single longer than she would like to do or her family expects her to be. Let's look at the possibility that she is strong and independent and that she has the wherewithal to know that she deserves an extraordinary relationship. She's not willing to settle for something just to have a man by her side or a woman by her side. Partnership in itself isn't better or worse than the single life. Only it's all better if it's two people who are coming together to form this lovely connection that's really much better than their experience single. And I think that the problem is in our culture, we assume that partnership is better than singleness. It's really sad because it forces people to then minimize their value as a single person and seek partnership at all costs, whether or not the connection is anything that's even adding value to their lives whatsoever. Absolutely. And on that note, that is a strong note because, you know, we have to recognize that being in a couple, a healthy, non-toxic relationship is just as great as being single in a healthy, non-toxic relationship. You know, and it was Mia, the, the, the artist, she's married to herself. And I was like, you go, <laughs> you go girl. You know, she got married to herself. Um, which is a, which a huge, huge self-love thing, <laughs> you know, to each his own, to each his own. But you know, but I was, right. I was, right? It's just, it's just like it's a strong uh, statement to say it's a, it's okay to be alone, you know, as long as you are happy within yourself. Dr. Karen, I want to thank you so much. Merci beaucoup, muchas gracias there to see um, on AMA. It was truly wonderful having you you come in and express all that you do and and to also to provide some affirmations which i needed and i think many people do and also for us to talk about your book single is the new black please tell us um, something that could inspire our listeners before heading off and also how we can reach you because you too have your podcast as well and we'd love to share the love well thank you to for inviting me to join you today. It's a real honor to share with your community and I really appreciate having a conversation with you. I can be found, I'm, I'm most active on Instagram at Dr. Karen, it's D-R-K-A-R-I-N. You know, I don't know if it's the case up there, but no one likes Karens down here. So <laughs> remember that it's an I-N, not an E-N. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. Well, it, it, it's a, it's a world thing. We don't like the Karens <laughs> of the E. <laughs> I know. Well, and it's funny because my dad was half Norwegian, so they put the I because that's the way the Norwegians would spell it, and they would actually pronounce it Karen. Karen. So I'm thinking I need to start to be Dr. Karen so that I people think don't. So. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, and my, my podcast is called Love and Life with Dr. Karen, and we talk about all kinds of relationship stuff, but also other issues that have to do with therapy and like we talked about earlier, mindset. And I, I share a lot of research from psych and from their therapeutic literature to help us thrive in love and life. My final word of encouragement to your community is everything that we've been talking about today is just truth. I, I've lived it, you've lived it. In those moments when they maybe are feeling lonely or feeling frustrated that they haven't found one, 
that sparkled me with remember exactly what you said that no one determines your value other than you and it's hard the single shaming is a real thing it's out there and you may get looked at a certain type of way when you go home for christmas and someone in your family thinks you should have a part now you know what we are stronger together you can find your community community like yours community like mine we are here for you and you know as someone who almost married the wrong person i can say that true love was the way i didn't get married until I was two but I can tell you that waiting for the right partnership, something that's really exceptional, extraordinary, is completely worth it. Yes, yes, yes. There is hope for my warrior king. Ah, uh, well, maybe. <laughs> I am so <laughs> particular. <laughs> well, uh, oh. <laughs> you know, I think stay picky. Sorry. Oh, I was going to say there's research that shows that uh, being picky is a great idea. There's research out of the University of North Carolina that shows that when we're dating, maintaining high standards is related to finding happiness and high standard quality marriages. So oh, stay thank picky. You. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate <laughs> love it so much. I've grown so much over the years and I'm grateful. I wouldn't go back at all. I keep going forward. Dr. Karen, we're gonna just we're gonna own your name. K-A-R-I-N, Karen, because you're great. <laughs> All right, we're gonna, we, we, we have to do away with the stereotypes. We do not like certain Karens, but we love this one. <laughs> thank you. All right, thank you for joining us at ABBA. Much love and light. <laughs> oh, same to you, thank you. Bueno, es el momento para decir muchas gracias a todos. Ha sido un placer. I know that we've learned something today. Hemos aprendido algo hoy. ¿Mm? Eso es lo que yo creo. And thank you so much, Dr. Karen, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to enlighten us in a way that you cannot imagine. And my affirmations, it's such a great feeling knowing that you can move forward on a positive light. Merci beaucoup à tout le monde. Hasta le próximo jueves. La prochaine jeudi, on se parle plus avec la bonne musique et de bonnes vibrations. A tout à l'heure. Ciao. Here on Amor. You're done now. On CKT
Tea's natural, tea's natural integrity. Tea's natural was developed with anyone in mind. Natural hair and body products for growth, repair, moisture and shine. Handmade to orders, no preservatives, parabens or sulfates. Product used from head Product to toe to make you feel and smell fantastic. Go to tiznatural.com. Teasnatural.com. Don't delay. Get yours today. You will regret it. Tease Natural, Integridad Natural. Tease Natural fue desarrollado pensando en todos. Productos naturales para el cabello y el cuerpo, para el crecimiento, la reparación, la hidratación y el brillo del cabello. Hecho a mano por encargo, sin conservantes, para venos ni sulfatos. Utilice el producto de la cabeza a los pies para que se siente y huela fantástico. Teasnatural.com T-I-Z-Natural.com Teasnatural No se demore, obtenga el suyo hoy. No te arrepentirás. No, no, no.